If you know that you want to use a planner and you're committed to actually remembering to use it, but you just don't know which one is going to work for you, then this is the show for you. This is X Gifted. Hello there. Welcome to X Gifted. I am your host, Ren Eliza, and as promised, I am going to talk you through some different kinds of planners that I know about, that I know how to speak about. And let's be clear up front that I don't know every kind of planner out there. I haven't used every kind of planner out there. All I can really talk about are the ones that I have used, and I will give some honorary mentions to things that maybe I haven't used that specific planner, but I have heard other people that like it, and I have used things similar to it. So I'm going to talk through what some of the different kinds of planners are and what benefits are of different planning systems. You may have already noticed this is a long one today, so buckle up, or if you want, you can come back to this later when you have a little bit more time, especially when you have the ability to take some notes down for yourself. So to start off, I want to reiterate, if you haven't already listened to the previous episode about how to remember your planner and actually picking it up and using it, on a regular basis, then start with that. Don't start worrying about which planner you need to use. Like you can literally just use any, any notebook as you, that you have as a fill in until you figure out what the perfect planner is. Just pick it up and use it every day. Just teach yourself to remember it. That's not something that comes naturally for a whole lot of us. So that's something you're really going to have to focus on whatever kind of planner you use. The planner itself is not going to help you with that. And so having the perfect planner system comes secondary, but there's something even beyond that. Having the perfect planner system, uh, sorry, my AC just kicked on and confused me for a second. Okay. Having the perfect planner system comes secondary, but it's also really, really important to remember, even once you are in your planner every day, you are using it, it is helping. It's very normal um, to find as you go the little tweaks and things that you need to make. That's to be expected. You don't want to spend too much time up front trying to think through what the best thing is going to be. You want to get started, get using it. And once you're in there using it, it will be easier for you to see what kinds of things are working, what kinds of things are not working. And that's how you find what the best thing is. And I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned this elsewhere, specifically when it comes to planners, but just in case, if not, It's also possible that the thing that's working really great for you right now isn't going to be the thing that works for you really great in two months. That doesn't mean that you're not a planner person. Massive air quotes there. After all, it doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong. It doesn't mean that your system is broken. It doesn't mean anything except that It's not working for you right now. And so you need to find out what you can do to fix it. So don't make it into this big dramatic event. If your planner isn't working as well now as it was when you first started, even if it's been working a long time, sometimes there are just periods of our life where we need different kinds of planners. Maybe you have more time to dedicate to your planner. Maybe you have less time and you need something that you can just get in and out really quick. 
maybe it's just the way that things are coming together in your life. You need to be able to see the whole week at once. Maybe it's something where you need more space dedicated to each day, whatever it is, different phases of our lives may require different planners. And here's the other thing, even if it doesn't seem like anything has changed in your life, sometimes your brain just wants novelty and that's okay too. Now, that doesn't mean you want to go buying a new $50 planner every other week, but luckily there are lots of options that are extremely affordable. And there is a lot of variation also that you can do even while staying in the same planner that you have. So even if you do have a $50 planner, there are still lots of options there that you can do to give yourself some variety without entirely throwing it out and going and buying a new planner. Okay, so to begin with, before we get started talking about actual specific different kinds of planners, um, it's worth going through just asking yourself a few questions about what specifically you want. Like, do you want digital or analog or do you want to use some kind of combination of the two? I actually have a pretty lengthy blog post about how to use the Rocketbook reusable notebooks um, for a combined paper slash digital system. Secondly, think about the size that you want. So bigger means more usable space, um, but that also means more space that you need to fill up, which can be overwhelming and can lead to guilt. Um, whereas smaller is much nicer and more portable if that's something that's important to you. It's worth noting that undated planners exist, um, and not just like bullet journal where you have to do everything yourself, but you can get planners that are set up for you, but just don't have a date up here. So in that case, you kind of don't have to take on the guilt when you skip a day or a week or a month. Um, I know some people are intimidated by the need to write in every single day, but if you just try timing yourself, you'll see that writing in the date is essentially nothing. So give that a try if you're not certain that you're going to be, use, be able to use it every single day. And lastly, you may have heard me speak about it before. Vertical planners are amazing for time agnosia because you can actually see the time laid out for you, like right in front of you. However, weekly layouts are prone to empty space even when you're using an undated version because once you write in Monday, you've got the next six days already all there for you. So I really do recommend that you try a layout like this, um, especially early on at the start. But at the same time, it's worth working on your perfectionism so that you don't feel too much guilt around um, the empty space. You can learn to be okay with the empty space, but also feel free to use that as space to decorate as well. I like to just write in quotes on the days that I've forgotten or draw in little doodles if that's something that you're into. Let's start just going over what I'm actually using right now. So if you're on YouTube, then you can actually see this. If you're on the podcast, I recommend checking out my YouTube channel. Actually, it is worth noting at this point that I have, uh, since my break in June, I think is maybe when I started this, I've just opened the video versions of the podcast up entirely. I, at this time, I'm um, offering pretty much anything I do for free other than just the products uh, that I have on my Kofi shop. But anything else, it's out there for everyone. If you want to donate to me at 
ko-fi.com slash reneliza. That is www. I'm really saying www. Okay, that's a choice. Um, ko-fi.com slash r-e-n-e-l-i-z-a. I am more than happy to take donations from anyone who wants to support my work, but you don't have to. You can get anything other than, you know, the stuff that is in my shop for free. And actually a lot of the stuff in my shop is also free. Um, but I do super appreciate everyone who donates, including I got my first member this week, y'all. Anyway, my first recommendation is what I'm using right now. It's the Hobonichi Weeks. I'm using the standard version. They also have a mega version that has, um, this one has blank pages at the back and the mega has more blank pages at the back. That's the only way they are different. The Hobonichi Weeks is a horizontal weekly planner. So as you can see here, the days of the week are laid out horizontally. So you've got basically space to write things across rather than having the vertical timed layouts. This is what a regular blank week looks like. I've got dates over here and I've got just a blank page over here. I love this layout right now. You can see the whole week at once. You've got a page over here that you can do whatever you want with it. Um, this planner, it's, you know, a normal 12-month uh, planner. It actually um, starts, I think, the first week in December. So you actually get an extra, an extra month. It's got months and then it's got weeks for all the weeks of the year. And at the back, it has just blank pages. The standard one I think has 77 or something blank pages, uh, which is a lot. I have a standard weeks and I think that the number of pages I have in the back is going to be pretty much perfect for me for at least how I'm using it this year. I might upgrade to the week's mega, which has like an enormous amount of blank pages in the back. So um, I'm not going to talk too much about exactly how I use this because that's techniques that's more for next week. Um, but Yes, you've got what's called a horizontal weekly layout, which means that the days of the week are horizontal instead of being vertical. Um, so horizontal weekly layouts can either be like this, that you fit the whole week on one page, or sometimes they can be spread across two pages. Like you might have four days over here and three days over here, and then a little bit of space um, instead of having this like full big, nice blank page. Personally, I highly recommend the full blank page instead of um, having just a tiny space. So that is my first recommendation, the Hobonichi Weeks. The second thing I want to talk about is the planner that I was using last year. So if you've been around for a while, you may know that I highly recommend the vertical weekly planner. This one in particular is the Kokuyo Jibun Techo Light is specifically the one this is. This is the B6 Slim because it's narrower than a standard B6 size. So they also have one that's an A5 size that's a lot bigger than this one. But I personally really like the size of this, um, especially for someone who's just getting started, the D6 Slim or the Hobonichi Weeks are both very compact and manageable and aren't going to overwhelm you. So this is a vertical weekly layout. So that means that it has the days of the week going in columns instead of in rows like the Hobonichi did. Um, I really, really love a vertical weekly spread for anyone who has time agnosia. If you don't really 
grasp how much time is in a day, what it feels like for an hour to pass, things like that. These can be really, really good as far as, you know, blocking out the time in your day so you know how much time you want to spend on different things and you can kind of uh, get a handle on that. You can use it for blocking, as I've done here. Um, you can see that's like early on when I was first using this planner. You can also use it to just track how much time you're spending on each activity. You can write out each kind of thing that you're doing. If you've read the post on my website, chaoticorganized.com, about um, how to manage your time, the A in the ABCs of time management is to actually just account for the time that you already have. Um, so you want to assess what your time looks like right now, even if it's just for like a week. Yeah, here, I've got this. This is overwhelming. You don't want to do this every week. I mean, you might. I don't generally want to do this every week. But you can see on here, I've got stuff written down. I've got basically everything that I did and when I did it for a full account of my day. So this is extraordinarily useful when you're trying to get started with time management. And remember, getting started with time management here means when you're after that point that you're picking up your planner every day and not yet to the point where you're necessarily using the planner for a lot of stuff. And I will talk more about finding that balance in the next episode. Once you have started and you are trying to figure out your own time management techniques, having all of the stuff that you're doing written down is exactly what you're going to need in order to figure out where you have time to fit more stuff in, where you need to pull back some, how long different things takes you, how long you are losing to transitions is a big one, all that kind of stuff. You need to have an account of your time in order to do that. You don't necessarily have to buy a standalone planner for that. You can do it um, just on a sheet of paper or you can go, um, if you sign up for my mailing list, you get a like sheet that has the vertical time layouts and you can just, you can just put it in on that and that's entirely free and it's all laid out for you. I want to make it very clear when I'm talking about weekly layouts that I do not recommend that you set up an extremely detailed weekly layout that tells you exactly what to do every minute of every day from now until eternity, or even just from Monday until Sunday. Don't make very detailed plans for your entire week, probably not for your entire day and uh, expect yourself to just like actually stick with that, especially not when you're just starting using a planner. If you make something like this, and this is an hourly weekly layout where I have basically ideas for exactly what I'm supposed to be doing during each hour. If you write it like on your current week, like as your plan for the week, you're not gonna wanna pick that book up ever. <laughs> Don't, don't do that. Don't give yourself this big, detailed, stressful plan when you're trying to get used to using your planner because there's not really anything that's going to make you less interested in picking it up and actually using it than all of these obligations that you have here. Don't do that. You can do it as inspiration as an ideal, as the, uh, you know, world if there were no complications in it, but not as an actual plan. 
making out kind of an ideal layout where you're kind of playing around with things and seeing where stuff will fit. That should probably come after you have already started to get used to using your planner. And additionally, um, it should never be an obligation or that you feel like you have to do every single thing on there. When you're first starting to get used to it, having something like that, especially like I, I did it on the first week of the year because I knew that I wasn't going to use that page at all. And if you're not at that place in your life yet where you can look at this and see that it's a fantasy, then just don't write it down at all. Just skip that step. This is not what vertical planners are for. Just, yeah, to recap, the specific vertical planner that I talked about was the Kokoyu Jibun Techo. Um, that is the one that I have used. I also used to make my own printables. I think those are also available on my website um, somewhere. Um, I'll put a link to it in the, in the notes. Happy Planner also makes a vertical planner. And what's cool about Happy Planner, that's one that I have not tried before, but uh, I do have this. This is not a Happy Planner. This is my Rocketbook Franken Planner. But Happy Planner, like this planner here, is a disc-bound system, which means that you can... For one, you can make your own pages and stick them in there if you have a hole punch. But for two, just that you have pages that you can take out. You can move it around, put it back in wherever you want. Which for uh, Chaos Brain people, super helpful. Another thing Happy Planner has going for it is that it is just widely available at shops around the US at least. Uh, you can get it like in-store at Michael's. Okay, so we've talked about the two kind of main different kinds of weekly planners, the horizontal and the vertical. The other thing that is an option is a day planner. This is just a little notebook that goes in this kind of cover that is as you can see, the Hobonichi Shacho. Uh, this is the original A6 size, so this one is nice and compact, although when you put the cover on it, it gets real big real fast. This one is actually the Avec style, which means that this one is six months, but it actually comes with two notebooks together. The way I actually like to do these is I like to use the Avec because then you can have a notebook in the back so you've got six months and then your notebook that can stay in there even when we switch out the six months so that's how you can keep your collections like the kinds of things that you want to just keep but we can talk more about that next week the classic hobonichi techo is basically just a day planner um i also have its uh older cousin the hobonichi cousin um which again is a day planner. You see, you got your days there. However, um, in addition to just like months at the beginning, just like any planner has, you also have in here a vertical weekly layout. So you'll see this week has exactly nothing on it. And that's actually what most of my weeks look like in this. There's a lot of blank space when I got it. I was using the Jibuntecho and I thought to myself, I have to have this vertical weekly layout. That's what I'm used to. Um, it turns out I do not have to have that vertical weekly layout. That really is not that important to me. So it is good for me to occasionally be able to go in and assess my time again and again. But I have come to realize that the way I'm planning right now, as much as I do recommend the vertical weeks, it is not necessary for me at this time. So the day planner does not show you a weekly layout. It just gives you basically a page for each day and you can 
write whatever you want in it. When I got started, I thought that I was going to use it more for planning, but in the end, I have used it just for long form journaling in here. Um, and I've got my gratitude journaling in here. I have recently switched up my journaling technique a bit. Um, so that's a little bit different, but it still is basically the same thing. I'm still journaling in here. It does, um, and the big one and the small one both have this. Um, it has, let's see if we can see it here. It has an hourly breakdown. Um, over here on the side, there's like a little section here that you can use to plan out your day like hour by hour, like you would on a weekly layout. I really like to have that whole week when I'm trying to figure out what piece goes where. Um, and especially for assessment, I like to have the whole week. If you have, you know, a lot of meetings or appointments or timed things, that this could be really good for that. And then you could use this section for doing your um, journaling, or you could use it as a bullet journal, honestly, as well. Um, so this one is a dated version. Um, they actually do also, Hobonichi also has a day-free version, which means that you can write in whatever date you want, which means if you don't use your planner for three days, you can come back and you don't have to skip a page, which is really great for, for a lot of my people. Um, I have heard from people that they get overwhelmed sometimes with having to write in the day. I would recommend see how long it takes you to actually write the date my guess is it's probably like five seconds maybe as much as 15. Um, so i don't think that you should let that get in the way of the kind of planner that is going to actually be useful for you um, especially if you're concerned about wasting the the paper try an undated planner I just basically picked up all of my different planners that I use right now and some of them that I've used in the past. Um, I'm not going to really go into this too much. This is this one shows more of technique than anything, but this is my little passport size um, traveler's notebook. And here I have my larger size traveler's notebook. This wallet cover that I have on my um, weeks fits in here as well, so I can have this whole thing. I think that a lot of people are not going to want to carry around this whole thing. The weeks itself is nice and compact, as is the V6 Jibuntecho or the A6 uh, Hobonichi Techo as well, if you don't have that big cover on it, but you probably don't want to just carry it around just like this either, because it's definitely at risk of, um, of getting a little bit messed up. But it's a little bit thicker, I mean, depending on how many inserts you have in there. I have a lot, I always like to have a lot of inserts. But the passport size TN um, also has the option of being very compact. Uh, I am gonna show you just briefly, I think, just what, if you, just in case you don't know what a traveler's notebook is. Um, it's basically just this flap that's like a cover. Um, it comes in lots of different styles and sizes and stuff. And then you put these inserts in it. It has just an elastic band on here. Um, and you stick individual notebooks that you can slide in and out of the elastic bands. So you can easily just take one notebook out and put another one in when you have finished one or like this one here is just a sticker book that's just got like sticker paper on it. So I can put stickers in there to carry around with me. And so no matter what inserts I have here, I will always have all of my stickers on here. I use this one basically as my like spiritual, like witchy journal. Although I also have on here just like a little monthly uh, calendar at the beginning. And this is not a planner style, really. They do sell planner inserts. You can get all kinds of planner inserts for this. Um, 
I just wanted to mention this because if you think that you might be changing your mind about exactly what you want a lot, this one is, you can keep the cover itself. You can have a few inserts um, like this folder. Actually, I, I made this folder myself um, that I can like stick stuff in there. You can keep things like that in there, but change up just the individual inserts. It's not a lot of waste. It's not a lot of expense. You can make your own inserts, which can also really bring the price down, or you can find printable inserts um, like on Etsy or on my shop. I'm going to have some um, role planning system, traveler's notebook inserts going up um, hopefully soon. I, I've been making them for myself, so they're almost ready. And then the inserts, you can get vertical weeks, you can get horizontal weeks, you can get daily layouts or just dot grid pages that you can use for your bullet journal. You can use any kind of system that you want with the traveler's notebook. But the same thing is true for the disk system that I was talking about, that you can use any kind of... Uh, inserts that you want to go in here. So I did this to my Rocketbook. Rocketbook also has their own planner. I have not used it, but their new everyday planner looks really cool to me. Um, I would like to try it even though I have not yet used it myself. So on the topic of traveler's notebooks or a disc bound system, or rings, honestly, or another, like the Filofax type system. I've never used those. I have used just like a three ring binder. Um, I used that for a long time uh, for a planner. And these are all cool kind of styles of books that you can use that you can put any kind of planner system into. All of these containers and more are great places where you can use bullet journaling. And you would will see here that I am using bullet journaling techniques, the like bullets, the X's, the arrows, all of those things um, in my horizontal weekly planner that I'm using right now. I've got the same kind of keys that is the traditional bullet journaling. I've got circles for events, this like this event right now that's happening, the co-working session. I've got dots for things that I have to do, like record podcast. Those are the tasks. And then I've got the X on the things that I've done, like playing uh, Pokemon Go yesterday. That was very important. Um, and then just a little dash beside notes and things like Oh, hey, I got my first member yesterday. Yay. Bullet journaling is generally meant to be done in just a plain blank notebook. This is this is a notebook. Have you ever heard of that before? This one in particular is dot grid. A lot of people like to use dot grid for bullet journals. The bullet journaling community has really uh, made the dot grid notebook really popular, but the exact type of notebook you use is not at all important. If you have a dot grid notebook or a lined notebook or even a blank notebook, it's fine. It doesn't matter. You can use, you can have whatever kind of layout you want on the inside of your notebook. Um, but one of the things that's cool about bullet journaling is that all you need to get started is just a notebook. You can make a bullet journal in a rocket book and then you can erase the pages. You can make it in any kind of plain notebook, a composition book that you got for 50 cents is fine. You can use bullet journal in your file effects if you're super into the uh, ring system or in your traveler's notebook. You can even use bullet journaling kind of techniques in other planners. Like uh, I use it in my Hobonichi weeks. Um, a day planner is great for using bullet journaling techniques um, because you've already got, you know, your daily spreads here. They're already right there for you. 
day planners generally will also include the monthly calendars at the front. So you don't have to make up your own monthly calendars. I note that um, traditionally bullet journaling does not have the like monthly calendars that have like boxes on it. It's just basically a list of each day of the month. So just like 31 lines for each day of the month. And that's fine. You don't even have to make that if you have something like the Hobonichi Chateau. You just write your stuff in on the day that it comes. What is nice about the traditional bullet journal, the just absolute free form, plain notebook style, is that you don't have to think about where anything goes. You just turn to the next page and write whatever you want in there. If you have something where you have your dated kind of pages in the front and blank pages in the back, like the Hobonichi Weeks, which is set up like that on its own, or just something that you've done together yourself by just sticking a blank notebook in the back there. You can create kind of a modified bullet journal system by using the bullets and things that you would for your daily spreads or possibly your weekly spreads, if that's how you use your bullet journal and the dated pages, and then you use the back for your collections. So I'm not going to go too, too deep into what bullet journaling actually is. If you're interested to know more about bullet journaling, I can link a couple of really good posts about it or really good YouTube videos about it. There's a lot of good resources already out there for how to get started with bullet journaling. I just want to make a case for it here. Bullet journaling is a planner system that was designed by Ryder Carroll, who has ADHD, that is something that could work with his brain. It is often misunderstood what it is. It's not an artistic thing. You can put art into it and make it as pretty and artistic as you want it. It can definitely be used as an artistic outlet for you, but bullet journaling itself is not artistic any more than any other kind of planning is artistic. It also is not a glorified to-do list. This is um, something that I think a lot of people really miss is the journaling part of bullet journaling. Like the whole thing, the thing that makes bullet journaling what it is, the thing that makes it work for people with ADHD or executive dysfunction, the thing that actually allows it to be easily adapted and used in all different kinds of planners themselves is this idea of rapid logging. Rapid logging just really means that when you have a thought, you write it down as succinctly as possible. You just generally will put your, your list of things, which can be tasks, they can be notes, they can be things that you need to look up later, they can be events, uh, just whatever you have, you put the signifier, which is the little dot or circle or whatever that you need to use there. You put the signifier and then you rapid log the content using whatever kind of shorthand works for you. Obviously make sure that it's something that you're still gonna understand later, but you're not writing in complete sentences. Each daily log is a timeline of your day. And that is completely adaptable to your style. It also is really good when you're first trying to get used to using a planner. The bullet journal is easy to just pick up. You keep a, you know, a bookmark of whatever kind on the page where your daily log currently is. It's super easy to just pick up and write something down in it. It's faster than your phone is going to be, just period. It's faster even than taking a digital note will be. As long as you're carrying your planner with you, you haven't forgotten where it is. And so using a bullet journal, especially in those first few weeks, is a really good way to help train yourself to actually pick it up and use it. And you don't need to do any future planning at that point in order to 
actually get accustomed to using your planner. You can just go and buy any kind of small, easy to carry around notebook and you can write like the date on it and you can start bullet journaling in it and start training yourself to pick it up multiple times a day with very minimal expense, if any at all. So even if you don't think that you want to use a bullet journal long-term, it's a really good way to get started just with that learning to look at it again and again and again, because that's where you have to start is with just picking it up, just looking at it. The creator of bullet journaling, writer, writer Carol, suggests you know using a full notebook page so you have plenty of space. Uh, you can give it plenty of white space. Actually, if you look at um, any of his examples, there's a lot of white space on each page, and that's great. You are meant to let each day just take up however much space it it takes up. So you would generally like you would start with Monday, and maybe you don't have a lot to do on Monday, so it's just a couple of lines. So then you can start Tuesday right below that. And maybe Tuesday is really big. Maybe it takes up all the rest of the page. That's fine. Each day container is just created and adapted to fit your day. That's that's why it's really good for those of us who are worried about like wasting paper and stuff because each container is sized exactly perfectly to fit whatever needs to go in it that day. In summary, the bullet journaling can really offer to someone with executive dysfunction. You can customize it and make it exactly what you need it to be. It can be adapted and fit to work in with any other kind of planner that you have or like to use. It can be very affordable to set up or even free if you just already have a notebook lying around it which I think most of my people probably have at least one notebook already lying around. It also can be, uh, if you want it to kind of hold more impact for you, um, sometimes I need to have like a little bit of investment in something in order to actually take it seriously. So you can easily buy like a nice pen for it and a notebook or something that is going to cost more to set up, but also make you feel like are really valuing it and are going to take it a little bit more seriously. It can use up kind of as much or as little paper as you need. There's no wasted paper because you're starting each thing just as soon as the other one is finished. There's no like wasted pages from empty dates or if you like go three or four days or weeks or whatever without using it you can just pick it right back up there's no judgment you just continue right where you left off having a blank notebook that you can just fill in with whatever you need to fill in the value of that cannot really be overstated when when you're working with the chaos brain because as you know my motto is write that shit down. Don't try to keep it in your head. Keeping it in your head is, it's not working. It's stressing you the fuck out. There's a good chance that it's not staying up in there anyway. It's probably slipping away anyway. There's no reason for you to have all of this stress for a system that is not even working for you. You write it down, maybe, you write it down and you forget where it is and you can't ever find it again. If you have a bullet journal, at least you can get used to knowing that where your stuff goes is always in the same place, that it's always in one place. That is the big advantage over writing on random slips of paper or post-its. And don't get me wrong, I love post-its. You can't see it from here, but I've got a whole wall of post-its right behind my camera. But for the things that you're trying to remember, having it just in one place makes it a lot easier to find again. And additionally, even if you can't find it again, 
writing it down allows you to let go of that stress because you know that it's recorded. And once you have confidence in your system, you know where approximately it is recorded. This is key. This is everything. And the one more thing, rapid logging, it allows you to make, like to take stock of your day to um, have the things that you have done, the things that you need to do, the things that you have planned to do all in a sort of timeline um, and all in a way that it is easier and faster for you to get it down than it would be even to do it digitally. So I really, really recommend if you have not tried bullet journaling before, just give it a try. Just pick up one of those notebooks you have around the house and spend the next week practicing just picking up your bullet journal. You don't even have to write anything in it, but like maybe put the date in it so that you know that you have picked it up on however many days in a row. So take those those lessons learned from last week, apply it to the notebook that you already have sitting around your house. Um, and that's how you can get started with making your planner habit. Now, I do want to give an honorable mention to some digital tools. I really, really like analog. I think that it is worth trying for a lot of people. I think that the things that people think of as benefits for a digital tool are not actually always beneficial. Like basically that you can keep everything that space is unlimited. Like that's not actually as beneficial as it seems because when space is unlimited, then it's harder to tell what's important and what's really not. When you're not really wanting to go through the effort of writing something down or you aren't sure that something is really even worth the paper that you're writing it on, then you're kind of seeing that maybe this thing is not important enough to be recorded in the first place. Of course, the really strong suit of digital notes versus a bullet journal is the search function. That is the one area that I will grant you that um, having things digital makes it easier to find them again if you know what you're looking for. The advantage that analog has is that it is a lot easier to just flip through and see what's in there that you would entirely forgotten about. One of the other things that I really like for using digital notes is when I'm capturing digital information. So the stuff that's just coming out of my head, lots of times I want to write that down in my notebook. But if I'm trying to copy some quotes or, um, I want to, you know, copy paste a long paragraph or save an image or something like that. All of that kind of stuff that's already coming from my computer, it's obviously going to be a lot quicker and faster and easier for me to save it if I just control C and then control V it. I do keep digital notes, but it a lot of it is for like overlapping with stuff that I have in my uh, in my planners or it's for expanding on something that I've already taken note of in my planners. I might rapid long something in my bullet journal and then expand it into a whole like note on my computer later on. So the tool that I use is called obsidian.md. It's basically just a note-taking tool. It's extremely simple and all of the files are stored locally or on like your own personal cloud instead of it being something that they keep on their servers, which I really like. A lot of people love Notion. You can use Notion in a lot of the same ways that you can use Obsidian, or you can, like there's a lot of things that you can do with Notion that are uh, beyond the baseline uh, capabilities of Obsidian. I just prefer Obsidian for the 
reasons mentioned before about uh, basically owning my own files. And I actually really like that it is simple and how I use it, it is just for notes. So any of the uh, kind of plugins that I use are really just for helping me access my notes in the way that I want. Like Notion, which has a lot of things that are not necessarily just directly notes. It can be lots of other other stuff too. And that's great if that's what you need. Um, I am happy for what I'm using Obsidian for to just keep it simple. So my friend has a really excellent blog post about how they use Obsidian that I um, that I reference a lot when it comes to kind of structuring my notes in order to get the, the best use out of them. I will link to their series of posts. One of the things that I do really like about Obsidian also is that there's a setting that can allow it to automatically open to a daily note for today. Um, there's also an, a setting that you can choose to make it really quickly open a new note just by like swiping down on the, on the screen. Using these kinds of settings makes it a lot easy. It's basically like bullet journaling, right? You just have to flip to the next page in order to have a blank space to write something down. This, you just have to swipe on the screen in order to have a blank space to control V, get your note down. Because of this, Obsidian is a really great tool to use for bullet journaling. So if you're thinking about going digital, I highly recommend that route. So in the next episode, I will be continuing on in this sequence. I'm going to talk you through some specific techniques that you can use for bullet journaling or for any other planner, depending, of course, on the layouts and setups that you have. But it's ways that you can make your planner more functional for your brain, because even if you have a pre-printed planner, you don't always have to use it exactly the way that they expect you to. So you can put some or all of these techniques into use do some iterations and find exactly what works for you for now. So, until then, happy planning. Bye.